But we are not going to look at putting off the old and putting on the new with regards to our holy allegiance this morning. Instead, what we are going to look at is the pleasing aroma of motherhood in Christ. I don't normally do sermons on the basis of Hallmark holidays. But this one, I think, of all the Hallmark holidays, are, is one of the ones that is the most dangerous and fraught with an anti-gospel perspective. And so what Paul is saying right here at the end of 4 and the beginning of 5 even though he applies it in a certain direction, you can probably guess some of that direction on some of the, some of the themes we've seen so far in the service, which don't necessarily fit with motherhood. But regardless, we're going to take what Paul says here, and I'm going to emphasize a section that I was not going to, to emphasize so that our perspective on this Mother Day might be formed and shaped by the gospel of Jesus Christ and not by Hallmark. So I invite you to turn with me in your copies of God's holy and inspired word to Ephesians 4. We're going to read verse 32 and then we're going to read into chapter 5. Now when you have that, stick your finger there if you're using a tablet or your phone, I don't know what you stick there. But for you true Christians still reading, <laughs> the ones who really love Jesus, you stick a finger there and turn with me back to that Mother's Day of all Mother's Day passages, Leviticus chapter 1. Leviticus chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. The Lord called Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of livestock from the herd or from the flock. If, this, uh, if his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he shall offer a male without blemish. He shall bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting, that he may be accepted before the Lord. He shall lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make propitiation for him. Then he shall kill the bull before the Lord, and Aaron's sons, the priests, shall bring the blood and throw the blood against the sides of the altar that is at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Then he shall flay the burnt offering and cut it into pieces, and the sons of Aaron, the priest, shall put fire on the altar and arrange wood on the fire. And Aaron's sons, the priests, shall arrange the pieces, the head and the fat, on the wood that is on the fire on the altar, but its entrails and its legs he shall wash with water. And the priest shall burn all of it on the altar as a whole burnt offering, a food offering with a pleasing aroma 
to the Lord. And now to Ephesians 4. Beginning in verse 32. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Reveal yourself to us afresh today. Reveal to us your person and your work found in its completion in your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Not only for some general remembrance of our salvation in Christ, but especially with regards to where motherhood finds its acceptance and where it finds its power. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, motherhood is, it's as American as baseball and apple pie. Now I want some apple pie. It is one of, those, one of those institutions that we can't really escape from unless science continues to go the direction it's going and some of you warmly look at a Petri dish. Mothers are all around us. Motherhood goes back as far as, I'm pretty sure, Eve, the first woman. It is a blessing, and yet, as American as it is, and as wonderful as it can be, it is also an institution that, like everything else, has been corrupted by sin and is in need of Jesus Christ. I was not planning on talking about motherhood today. I was not planning on talking about mothers on Mother's Day. And one of the reasons is because what seems to be more and more true and more and more prevalent as as Mother's Day starts to, to come upon us, you will start to see more and more journal or blog entries being written by women who do not look forward to this Sunday. Because it is a Sunday that is often set before the congregation and set before women themselves in which the crushing expectations of motherhood are pressed down upon women apart from the indicatives 
of the grace and empowerment of Jesus Christ. Where women are tempted and where congregations are tempted to think that motherhood is something that can be accomplished without needing the grace of Jesus Christ within that process. As if motherhood is is one of those institutions that can be carried out where forgiveness is not going to be part of the story. Where empowerment of grace will not be part of the story. Where if you follow a few simple principles, you can be this great mother, so go at it. And where people are tempted on a day that celebrates motherhood, where they may be people who grew up abused by their mother, they are forced to try to put on a smile and act all happy as if they didn't go through that. But even those people within the journal articles that are sometimes written, they, they are also approached as if they are supposed to approach a apart from the grace of Jesus Christ and apart from the mercy and kindness of forgiveness received and therefore forgiveness that is granted. Every one of us come into this day with a different experience of your mother. And some of you, some of you maybe got to have moms like like a Judy Didier. And I'm only using her name because she's not in the room. Not using any names besides that. Some of you may have grown up with, with a mom that had this testimony of God's grace in Jesus Christ. Some of you grew up with moms that had a faith that looked more like the Pharisees. Where faith in God and the Christian life was presented more in the terms of you knuckle down and through your strength keep the law. Be a good little boy. Be a good little girl. And keep God's law. Some of you grew up with moms who weren't believers. But were still good women. Some of you grew up with moms who were not and were bad women. Some of you grew up with abuse. Some of you grew up without knowing your mother at all. Every one of us has a mother, and yet every one of us can have a different experience of our mother. We can have a different experience whether our moms were Christians, whether our moms were not Christians. We have all of these different experiences of our mothers. And all of you who are mothers have different experiences within yourself of how you live out your motherhood. What every one of you are tempted to do, though, and what the church is tempted to do on a day like this, is to encourage you to pursue your motherhood apart from Christ. 
And that is why what the Apostle Paul has been saying here about the Christian life in general is so important for you today to hear in specific with regards to motherhood. What the Apostle Paul has been saying up to this point here at the end of 4 and as we're transitioning into chapter 5 is that the people of God, as those who have been the beneficiaries of this extravagant grace in Jesus Christ, you're called to live a life that embodies and expresses that extravagant grace. And he has talked about this in terms of you put off the old man and you put on the new man. You put off who you used to be in Adam and you put on who you now are counted to be in Jesus Christ. And whether it has to do with your emotional life, your thought life, your volitional life, whether it has to do with any aspect of how you follow Jesus, every bit of it is to be carried out by his grace. A grace that is merciful, a grace that is kind, a grace that is forgiving, and a grace that gives power. See, so often, like the Christian life in general, but especially with, when it comes to things like motherhood, we like to get off balance, and, and we can either fall off one side into grace but it's not really a biblical grace. It's a grace that just allows people to kind of swim in their brokenness. Or we fall off the other side. And we like to emphasize rules and laws and, and principles of how to be a good mom. But what Paul is doing for the Christian life is what Paul is also encouraging every woman in this room today with regards to motherhood, you approach, your, you approach motherhood in Christ. Because guess what? You need Christ as a woman. You need the Christ who is the only means by which you can be accepted by a heavenly father to the point that you can be received as a pleasing aroma to him. There is not one thing that you can do as a woman. There is not one thing you can do as a mother that makes you smell good to God. But the beautiful thing here is because of the work of Christ, you don't need to try to work to make yourself a pleasing aroma to the Lord. You are accepted as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And not just because you've been a good mom, not just because you have shepherded your children's hearts according to God's word and the gospel of Jesus Christ, but for one reason, 
And that is the perfect son of God who obeyed for you and then who died for you. And what you're called to do as a woman, what you're called to do as a mother is lay your hand upon the head of your substitutionary sacrifice and lean on that sacrifice for everything. Because your life and your motherhood depends on it. Every woman in here and every person in here in terms of your relationship to your own mother can be and should be filtered through this gospel of Jesus Christ. Because guess what can happen when you have a broken relationship with a mother? You can develop anger and you can develop bitterness the bitterness that Paul talks about here. And yet, is anger and bitterness as real as it is and, and as appropriate as it can be for us to experience these things if the situation warrants it? What Paul doesn't want for you is for you to live in that anger. He doesn't want for you to live in that bitterness. Some of you have real reasons to be bitter. And yet, as real as those experiences have been, and as seriously harmful as some of those experiences have been, beloved, in Christ, you are redeemed. Because Christ has met you even in the depths of that abuse as one who was abused for you as he met you in sin and death on the cross. Every single person here who had a bad experience with a mother, that does not have to existentially define you because it does not actually define you. One thing defines you if you are in Christ, and that is that you are in Christ. Some of you are, as mothers here, have made mistakes. Some of you have not been perfect mothers. Once again, I'm not going to use any names. But guess what? Who you are as a mother is not dependent on you not making mistakes. And the kindness of God in Jesus Christ is especially there for you in the midst of the acknowledgement of the mistakes you have made. Do you have a calling as a Christian mother to set Christ before your family and before your children? Absolutely. But is your calling to do that as one who is a perfect follower of Jesus? Who is a perfect keeper 
of the law that, that Jesus has fulfilled and, and continues to express to his people as the way in which we follow him? Well, the answer is yes. You are called to, as one in Christ and empowered by his grace, you're called to live out that law, but you are not called to live it out perfectly. And so one of the best ways that you can set Christ before your children as a mother is not just in setting a good example in front of them with regards to obedience, but setting a good example before them in the way that you are honest with God, honest with yourself, and honest with them about your failures and about the ongoing sin in your life and about your hope in Jesus Christ. One of the best things that you can do in setting Christ before your children is to let them hear you pray and to let them hear you confess your sins before the Lord to embrace the forgiveness and to ask for ongoing help even as a mother. Don't feel like you have to hide your mistakes or to feel like you have to hide your failures. Because guess what? Your children see them. So let them see them, but then let them also see a godly response to them as you humble yourself before the Lord and even humble yourself before your children. I still remember the first time that I went to, uh, to Hannah, my older, and told her I had sinned against her and asked for her forgiveness. It was not easy to do. You probably haven't realized about this about me, but I'm a little prideful. I'm a little arrogant. For those who are visiting, I'm very, very prideful. But in that moment of humbling myself before my daughter, who didn't even know that I had sinned, she just knew that, that daddy had not acted well and that it had hurt her. And one of the best things that I could do was acknowledge it to her and let her know that it wasn't okay, but also to let her know that it is because of these things that God has gifted us with his son, Jesus Christ. Because in the way that I was called to live out as her father, that it was all grounded in the finished work of Christ. Who I am as a father, who you are as a father, who you are as a mother, it is all filtered through your union with Jesus Christ because it is that union with Christ that is the only thing that grants you acceptance with the Father. And it is the only thing that you can point to with regards to, to you embracing what your value and what your worth is as a mother. It is a value and it is a worth that comes from your union with Christ as you 
seek to experience it honestly for yourself and that you put it humbly before your children. Yes, we want our children to sing the praises of their mothers, but we want that not to to be solely based in, in having a mom that seems to be perfect. We want it to be in moms who are willing to be humble before God and entrust their daily lives and entrust their motherhood to who they are in Jesus Christ. And so whether you have had a bad experience with your mother, Jesus Christ provides you acceptance that you didn't experience with her, and that acceptance that you have in him, it gives you the power that you need to let go of anger and bitterness and to forgive. If you are someone who is a mother and you are in here trying to live according to a perfection, Jesus Christ has redeemed you from that. His acceptance is perfect. It is for you and you are to embrace it as mothers. So that you can let go of pressuring yourself to live contrary to how the Apostle Paul tells you to live as a follower of Jesus. But lastly, some of you in here really long to be mothers. And maybe you have not gotten to do that in the form that you were hoping for yet. Maybe you are a mother in here not mothering a child that has come from you, but mothering someone else's child. And, and you have become this stepmom, as we call them. And I, never, I don't understand why we call it stepmom. You are loving a child that didn't come from you, and you are mothering that child. And sometimes even it, though you are doing that because it is a child that hasn't come from you, sometimes you feel that, that you're lesser than a mom. Some of you long to be mothers and have had miscarriages where your motherhood is a motherhood that has been lived out almost in its totality as some, someone who is grieving what was lost. If you've had a miscarriage, you are a mother. And yet your motherhood has been marked by this grieving. Some of you long to be mothers, and you just can't seem to to become an expecting mother. And you wrestle and, and you strive and you pray and you ask the Lord, Lord, bless us with a child. And it seems as though the answer is no and no and no again. Regardless of, of your experience today, it is who you are in Jesus Christ that gives you your standing, your acceptance, and the power you need to keep taking one step after another in the pursuit of your motherhood, but doing so through the pleasing aroma of Jesus Christ. 
And so whether you are a mom mothering a child of your own, whether you are a mom mothering the child of someone else, whether you are fostering or whether you are praying and hoping or whether you are grieving, you are a mother and your motherhood is a pleasing aroma to the Lord because you are in Jesus Christ by faith. And so today, as we remember motherhood and as we celebrate our moms, do so through the finished work of Jesus Christ. And do not put expectations on your mother. If you are a mother, do not put expectations upon yourself that do not flow out of God's blessings in Jesus Christ because motherhood like every other institution that has been corrupted by sin is able to be experienced in the grace of Jesus Christ and so let's remember our moms but let us purposefully set our memories and our present interactions through this filter of Jesus Christ. That our celebration is not an enforcement of the law apart from Christ, but truly is an opportunity of the gospel and the finished work of Christ as you experience and as you give expression to that pleasing aroma even of motherhood, but only through the perfection of the substitutionary sacrifice of Christ that has been received and is now being perfected through our risen Lord. Beloved, you as a believer, women, you as women, moms, you as moms, if you are in Christ, you have been raised up, you have been made alive, raised up, and seated with him in the heavenly places. Let the bouquet of the heavenly places be the aroma of Christ in your families. It is in Jesus' name that we ask of this. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for mothers. We, we, we praise you for the system that you put in place of of parenting and procreation and the special privilege that that moms experience even if not every mom appreciates it and carries it out well and so we ask for your blessing for those who are currently expecting or have just experienced the birth of their child and that this is their first Mother's Day, Lord. May they know that you are present with them so that from the very beginning they would entrust their motherhood to who they are in Jesus Christ. To those who lost a child this year, Lord, make yourself known to the mothers who are mourning, whether that child was lost in the womb or lost in life. To those 
mothers who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, Lord. May they know the, the privilege that is theirs to serve in this way, and may they look to the empowerment of your grace to do it well keeping expectations on themselves appropriate and leaning upon the strength that you freely offer to those who look to it. To those, Lord, who are walking that difficult path of infertility, who experience the life fraught with pokes and prods and tears and disappointment, Lord, Make yourself known to them as they walk through this valley of the shadow of death, knowing that Jesus Christ is with them and will bring them through this to fellowship with you before your table. And help us as a people, Lord, to, to be wise and to, and, 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 and to be loving and merciful to, and not to say stupid things. And if we do, Lord, to humbly Ask forgiveness as we support those who are longing for, for the gift of motherhood and may not yet getting, may get, be getting to experience it. To those moms who are, who, are, who are mothering those who are not from their own womb, Lord, may you fill them with with the acceptance that is theirs in Jesus Christ, that they may experience your presence with them and your acceptance of them, especially as mothers. And that the, the full range, Lord, of, of privilege and the full range of, of responsibility and the full range of, of joy but also sadness that comes with motherhood is theirs to experience even if it is not with a child from their own womb. Father, to those who have lost their mothers this year or who on Mother's Day, it is a particularly difficult day because of having lost their mothers in the past. Lord, meet them in their grief even as Jesus met them in their sin on the cross. And bear them up, Lord, and bear them through days like this that, that they can remember and they can celebrate the good. And that for those who have lost mothers in Christ, that they, the hope of restoration would give them the joy of looking forward to, to what is still yet to be. Lord, to those who have experienced abuse at the hands of their own mothers, may they know the power of the cross in their own lives. As Jesus experienced abuse for our sins on the cross as evil and wicked men judged him and beat him and crucified him. And as he went through that for the joy that was set before him because of the eternal relationship he would get to have with his redeemed people, may this lead even the abused Lord to walk in the fullness of the joy of Jesus Christ. And even as they have been freed from the bondage of sin and death, may they also be freed from the, the 
uh, the unnecessary bondage of hurt and pain. And may they rise up in Christ, Lord, to extend the, the kindness of the God who died for those who hated him in order to forgive their sins. May they rise above the abuse, live in the joy of Christ, be free of the anger and bitterness of what they have experienced, and in your kindness, Lord, extend forgiveness to the one that has hurt them. Lord, there are so many dimensions of motherhood, and yet every single one of them is filtered through the perfection and through the provision of Jesus Christ. Father, may we as a church be such a church of grace, committed to the grace that leads to acceptance and committed to the grace that empowers obedience. May we do this even into the depths of the details with regards to motherhood, that even as mothers are mothering and our experiences of mothering would provide opportunity to bear witness to the superiority of your eternal worth and where even when your gifts and provisions get abused, the giver is still there to provide what is freely offered in Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, today, help us to celebrate, but help us to keep Christ at the center of all that we think and do. Because without Christ, Lord, we have nothing. Bless us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.